Welcome in to the Locked On Stars podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, high on protein, low on calories, too many good flavors to count. And right now they're running a special. If you need a protein bar, Built Bar is the way to go. At www.builtbar.com, you can get $10 off your first order of Built Bars using the code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N at BuiltBar.com. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, joined by Kenneth Nash, the side expert at NolanWrighton.com. It is Sunday, and Kenneth, we know it's Sunday, but even more, uh, even more on, on a more personal note, it is Mother's Day, and on a more memorable note, it is Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers out there listening, mothers, grandmothers, any sort of mother, dog moms, um... I was wondering, Kenneth, did we celebrate dog moms and on Mother's Day and and dog dads on Father's Day? No comment. Okay, I, I just I didn't know. I, but regardless, Happy Mother's Day to all of you listening. Uh, Kenneth and I we're actually going to spend the A block here. We got a good show today. We're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to actually spend this first block talking about mothers in sports specifically. Uh, Kenneth and I, you know, obviously have our own personal stories with our moms and how they helped us out in not only achieving, you know, sports goals, but life goals as well, uh, doing what all, what mothers are supposed to do, and then some, I mean, giving, giving their all to us, we really want to, I guess, pay tribute to them for the first few minutes, and all the moms out there that are listening, we're also going to talk about the, one of the top games in franchise history, we're going to go back to 2014 for that one, we'll get to that in a few minutes, and then we'll finish with our NHL 20 My Pro updates. Kenneth getting a big uh, milestone with the New Jersey Devils, and oh, we're in it. Yes, yep. we're, you're in it now. And then uh, over here in Orange County, struggling a little bit with the Anaheim Ducks, not personally, but just as a whole team. We'll get to that in a little bit. But Kenneth, we want to start today talking about Mother's Day. So it's obviously a big day every year. And on top of, you know, this year trying to figure out what am I going to buy my mom to, to, I guess, symbolize my thankfulness for her and what she means to my life and how important she is to me. But it also got me thinking more on a, on a reminiscing side of things where I thought about all that she has done for me in my life. And, you know, you, you'll look on social media today, you'll look on Twitter and Instagram and people are going to be posting pictures with their moms, thanking them for all that they've done in their life to help them get to where they are, thanking them for raising them to be the people they are now. Uh, I think the stars just posted on Instagram a few minutes ago, they posted pictures of the stars with their moms from the mom trip a few years ago. And they, you know, also talking, uh, players are posting pictures with their moms. But Kenneth, from our standpoint, and I know we have our own personal stories, but every mom listening has their own story with their children or with their grandchildren, whatever the case may be. Kenneth, moms are, they're, they're it, Kenneth. They're, they're the it factor in our lives, you know? And, and I know I know I'm speaking for myself, but I'm also, I know you've got plenty of good stories and plenty of reasons to be thankful for your own mom. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, like a lot of people that probably listen to this podcast and uh, people involved in the sports world, you know, I grew up play. You know, I played sports basically year round. Uh, it was a year round adventure for me. Uh, you know, early on, going straight from baseball to basketball to soccer. Yep. I didn't really play football. That was a uh, that was also a mom. Hey, thing. I'm right there with you. Um, oh well, not a mom, but just not big enough. <laughs> 
but mine was a mom thing, and it was also, you know, I I liked playing baseball more anyway, so I wasn't always all that concerned about exactly. it. But you know, growing up, and then and then you know, as you get older, it's baseball year round, and and then into high school, it's wild, you know, wild practice times, everything like that, and and to have, uh, you know, to have a supportive mom that was there all the time. She was driving me to practices, going to practices. She was at every game. Uh, I, I I don't I really don't know how, if she missed any games. If if she did, it was it was. Literally, you could count it on your hand how many games she missed in, yep. you know, fifteen years probably of sporting events, yep. and uh, you know that was just that was a that was a big deal to me and supportive in times where I thought I didn't really want to play sports anymore, uh, but also you know pushed me back knowing that that's what I needed to be doing and wanted to do and that's what I was passionate about. And then when you know when you get you get out of high school and you get into college, you know, pushing me to find outlets uh, that still a- a- allowed me to. Uh, you be involved in sports. You know, it's something I'm super passionate about. Yeah. I'm I'm knowledgeable about, but uh, I you know these past two months have been miserable without sports. It's it's really you know it's probably it's it's probably my one of my single favorite things on earth. And so and so to have her there and and when I thought that I wanted to you know I wanted to not be involved in sports in in this sort of capacity. Uh, kind of still being there to kind of push me along and go, you know, this is what you uh, are good at. This is what you love. And, and uh, just kind of being there as a guide is so important. Uh, and I think that, like I said, I think that's how a lot of people that are involved in sports or, or just care about it. You know, people who listen to this show, uh, I think a lot of people's moms played a big influence in their sports lives. We, we think a lot about dads and their relation to sports, obviously, especially with sons. Right. Uh, and, and obviously that's not, you know, not that's that's a big deal as well. But I think a lot of people uh, take for granted how, how influential mothers can be uh, on, on, on guys' sports lives when they're kids and teenagers and, and beyond. Yeah, and Kenna, I think uh, the, a good point you just made was that I think one of the best things about moms is that they are ready and willing to push you, especially when they know it's for your own good. They they will push you and push you and make sure you stay the path, stay the course, and doing what's not only right for yourself, but right for your future as well. And I mean, on, on my end, I, I pretty similar to you, Kenneth, growing up, basketball was my first love and really the only sport that I played all throughout my uh, early years through high school. I played played baseball in high school for a little while, but never really played it before then. Played football for a few years from like fourth grade to sixth grade. So not really, you know, Kenneth. In those days, football is doesn't have a whole lot of meaning. I, I was a, I think I was a left guard. Go figure. I mean, looking at me, go figure me as a left guard. <laughs> and so, so I mean, we're all fourth graders and fifth graders just running around in circles. And I'm, I'm part trying to play wide receiver and left guard at the same time, just because I want to touch the ball. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> playing, playing basketball all those years. And, you know, regardless of what my mom had on the schedule, what she was doing, she always found a way to make sure I was at every practice, make sure she was at every game, make sure she was telling me, hey, instead of you know playing Xbox for an hour tonight, why don't you go outside in the driveway, shoot around, work on your free throws, work on your corner three-pointers, and do, do everything you can to become a better player and a better sport or a better athlete overall. And it was the same with baseball and even the same with street hockey to an extent when I started playing that in eighth grade. So it, it, regardless... Mothers play such an influential role, and not only that, but even in my sports media, uh, in my sports media endeavors, my mom is is a central a, a central focus and a central point in that storyline as well. I mean, from telling me she would or offering to pay for my gas when I would drive home last year 
to work a stars game on a Saturday night or letting me borrow her car senior year because I was driving a 1970 Mustang, letting me borrow her car to drive to Tyler, Texas from Keller to broadcast a high school basketball playoff game for my high school. I mean, it's the little things like that that go the longest way. And it, it's, a, it's days like today that remind us why we're so thankful for moms because all that they do and all that they strive for to help us, to make us better, to make us stronger, and to eventually mold us into the greatest version of us that we can be. And whether that's in your career, whether that's in your social life, whether that's in your relationship life, your personal life, regardless, moms are, as I said, Kenneth, moms are it. They're the it factor in, in all of our lives. And so we are definitely thankful for all of them. And, you know, we should be thankful for them every day. But this is the, that day that really signifies just how meaningful they are and just why they should be celebrated. So it's nice to be able to look back, think back on all the little things that mean the most or even the big things that they've done that have helped us get to where we are nowadays. So we're thankful for all of the moms out there. Um, I'm obviously very thankful for my own and my grandmother's as well, but very specifically my mom and all that she's done to help me out. Uh, So with that being said, Kenneth, happy Mother's Day once again to everybody. Now, what do we have? We've got March 8th, 2014 coming up right around the corner. We're going to talk about one of the Best games in Dallas Stars franchise history. But before we get to that, Kenneth, I'm about to have to leave here in a few minutes to go and uh, celebrate Mother's Day with my mom back home in Keller. But before I do, I'm going to have to grab a snack because I woke up being a new dog parent. Like I said, I hope dog dads are celebrated on Father's Day. Uh, I would love to, you know, get some sort of compensation, but that's okay. Or some sort of celebration. But regardless, I... Being a dog dad, you got to wake up early to take care of these newborns, these five months old, five month old puppies. Uh, so I'm gonna need a little energy boost to get me uh, back to you know 100% so I can go and celebrate accordingly with my mom and grandmothers and everyone in between. But if I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna have to go and grab one of my built bars. So it's it's hard to put into words just how great these protein bars are and you know you and I both got a a, a trial box of a couple of different flavors couple of different bars and so I'm I'm going to go and try another one before I leave and it's hard to put into words just how great they are because as we've said they're it's real chocolate there are so many amazing flavors it tastes like a candy bar but at the same time you think great uh value Great value and great taste in a protein bar. That's hard to find that balance in any protein bar nowadays. But with Built Bar, you really get both of those. Now, 15 grams of protein, only 110 calories in each bar. There's so many flavors that it's hard to decide just which ones you want to put in your box. It's not gritty. It's not grainy. There's no bad aftertaste. It's just flat out good. And it it very much tastes like a candy bar. And you don't have to wash it down with a bottle of water. None of that has to come into play. It's just a fantastic tasting bar. Great protein, low calories. It's actually half the calories of the most popular men's protein bar on the market. Seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good for you while also tasting as good as it does? 
I don't know, and that's why I'm not in charge of you know making. Them. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, know. I don't know. So that's why I'm glad I'm not in charge of making them. But props to whoever is. So make sure again, if you're looking for that great protein bar, that ideal protein bar, with great taste, it's also great for you. Go to www.builtbar.com. They're having a special right now for all Locked On listeners. If you uh, put together your first box, you can customize it with any flavors you want. You can get $10 off your first box of Built Bars using the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Make sure to go check them out. Low calories, high protein, Built Bar, it's the way to go. That was smooth. Thank you. I I, I thought that was yeah. really good. And you know, and now we've got more hockey to talk about. So coming up, we're going to talk about a little bit of Dallas Stars hockey. We're not going to go back 21 years. We're just going to go back six. We'll get to that. One of the best games in Dallas Stars franchise history in just a moment. Back here at Locked On Stars Podcast, I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, joined by Kenneth Nash, the site expert, NolanWrighton.com. We are here on Mother's Day. Once again, happy Mother's Day to all of you out there that may be listening that, well, are mothers. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, Kenneth, if we're saying happy Mother's Day, it, it's, it's more directed at the mothers. Sorry to anyone that's listening that's not a mother, um, but your day will come. Well, maybe. Uh, Father's Day's around the corner, you know. You know what I mean. Uh, regardless, we're here talking about one of the best games in Dallas Stars history. So, this past week, we've talked about Cinco de Moro, obviously the day after the uh, game actually happened, and Brett Hulls, or not Brett Hulls, Brendan Moro's, Brett Hulls scored last night, Brendan Moro's uh, game-winning goal in the fourth overtime period against the San Jose Sharks a few years ago, back in 2008. Uh, we also talked about game six and seven against the Avalanche in the 1999 Western Conference Finals. So today we're wrapping up this week's theme of best games in franchise history, talking about March 8th, 2014. You may know it better as Mike Madonna's Jersey Retirement Night and the night that the Dallas Stars did a little bit of everything to get a big win against Central Division rival the Minnesota Wild. Kenneth, let's talk about it for a minute. Yeah, it was. Uh, we've kind of we've we've debated various ways to kind of, or various games, I guess, to kind of wrap up this this week's topic um, regarding you know better better games, some of the best games in franchise history. Uh, you know, we talked about potentially you know, like uh, Yuri Letnin's retirement ceremony, and then Josh brought up, hey, what about uh, another one? What, what about Madonna's? And you know, March eighth, twenty fourteen, the Wild visiting the Stars, and and it's a it's a game where. Uh, it was it was a roller coaster of a game. I'm sure if you were in attendance, that was a an entertaining game to be right. at. Nonetheless, uh, the Stars scored 30 seconds into the game. Uh, Jamie Benn with his 25th goal of the year, uh, assisted by Rich Peverly and Tyler Sagan. Yep. And then uh, at the end of the period, uh, the Wild tie it up on a shorthanded goal. Uh, then you jump to the second period. Stars scored two minutes into the second period on a power play. Alex Chason, uh, assisted by Sagan and Alex Goligoski. Wild tie it back up once again about 10 minutes later uh, from Charlie Coyle, another power play goal. So you went from 1-0 stars to 1-1 to 2-1 stars to 2-2. And then the stars go down a minute 20 into the third period. Kyle Brodziak 
uh, give the the Wild a three two lead, and uh, then then you get the the entertainment ba- factor for the Stars. Obviously, Tyler Sagan notches a power play goal to level things about halfway through the third period, and then with about five minutes left, Eric Cole uh, with some nice four checking breaks up a little pass and. Uh, slips one in, gives the Stars a 4-3 lead. They go on and win the game. And it was a lot of ups and downs. And, and obviously, what, what makes it, obviously, it was an entertaining game. Um, but what makes it so special to the franchise, it happens on the night where the best player in franchise history uh, gets his jersey number yes, retired. Yes, storybook. Uh, in my, yeah. Yeah, and Mike Madonna. Uh, you always want to win those games. Um, but for a guy like Mike Madonna, who, I mean, he is he's, he's synonymous with the franchise. Yeah. He's the best player in franchise history. And will be probably. I mean, it will be tough for him to ever be uh, unseated as as the best player in franchise history. Yeah. I mean, he's he's as close to like a Dirk Nowitzki as the Dallas Stars are probably ever going to have. Yeah. And at and, least and for you, now, on those type of yeah. yeah, at least for now, and on those type of nights, you want to win those games. Right, you're desperate to win those games. And obviously, the Stars jump out to an early start in the first period, and they 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 rebound quickly in the second period to take the lead. Um, and then you get in the third period, and boom, the the Wild score and. And to, to kind of have the resiliency to bounce back and then pick up a couple of goals in the latter half of the third period is a big deal. Uh, you go on and win. That was an important game in, in the grand scheme of things. The Stars were just a couple of games back in Minnesota in the division uh, at that time late in the year. Both teams were having a good season. And so so it had implications there. And then you, you, you top on the fact that it was Mike Guadano's, uh retirement ceremony. And, and it was just kind of all compounded into a, a really big event that the Stars come out with a W. Yeah, and, and there were so many... There were so many little tidbits in the game that made it even more special. I mean, you think about Jamie Benn setting the tempo early, kind of like that. Because obviously, at least in my mind, Kenneth, when you think about franchise best players at a certain time in the franchise's history, it almost seemed as though when Mike Madonna passed on, you know, moved on from the Stars and had that one year with Detroit, it was almost like a passing of the torch because Jamie Benn was in his rookie season. Uh, you know, Madonna almost gave him the torch, took over as the, the new face of the Dallas Stars franchise because it, when, when most hockey fans think of the Dallas Stars, they think of Jamie Benn first, Tyler Sagan as well, maybe Miro Haskin and John Klingberg, Ben Bishop. But Jamie Benn's usually at the top of the players you think about just because of that stretch he had for about five or six seasons where he was the face of the franchise. He was the Dallas Stars, and he was that Mike Madonna-esque player. But seeing him set the tempo early, scoring that goal just a little over six minutes into the game, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a little over a little over 30 seconds into the game, uh, getting that yeah. early goal, his 25th of the season, then, you know, the Wild clawing back, tying it one-to-one. Then Alex Chason scores a goal on the power play. Then Charlie Coyle uh, uh, slaps back to tie it at 2-2 two to two going into the third. Then Minnesota scoring early in the third period, take that lead. Uh, you had Kari Lettinen uh, go out midway through the third period with an injury after getting run into the net. I think it was Eric Howler that ran into him. And he hit his his mask came off. He hit the back of his head on the the crossbar in the goal. We had to leave the game. Tim Thomas coming in, his first appearance with the Stars, stopping all shots faced to preserve the lead for the Stars. Eric Cole scoring the game-winning goal, like you said, breaking up that pass in the defensive zone and then taking it on a breakaway, scoring the game winner. Tyler Sagan tying the game a few minutes earlier, four minutes earlier to be exact. 
And just everything that went into that game and the big celebration that happened before the, the retirement ceremony, they still aired on Fox Sports Southwest, you know, every handful of days. Uh, I remember clipping it for the first time when we first aired it about a, a month and a half, two months ago during this pause. It, it's a great memory to relive and all the tributes that went into it, all the big names that were there. You had every Stars player that had been retired and Bill Masterton being represented by his uh, his kids. You know, you had Neil Broughton there. You had Bill Goldsworthy being represented by his kids as well. Um, you, you had everybody there. It was a big celebration. You had a lot of members of the 99 Cup team. You had Dirk Nowitzki was there. You had Roger Staubach, Troy Aikman, Michael Young. You had all these DFW superstars that Mike Madonna is synonymous with when you think of greatest athletes in DFW sports history. And so it was a fun experience, but the game itself was thrilling enough. And having to come back or late in the third period, using your backup goaltender, having that depth player like Eric Cole scoring the game winner, and everything that went into the game was just made that night all the more special. I have, I have a really good friend that uh, is a big Stars fan that I've known you know, for uh, 15 years now. Ever since we were kids, it'll always tell me that is the greatest game he's ever attended. And he's been to a lot of really big Stars games over the past 10 years or so. But he said, hands down, that is the best game he's ever been to. And w just by watching it, they aired it on Fox Sports about a month and a half ago. Just by watching it over again, you know exactly why. And you're, you're reminded of why that is such a sentimental and such a significant game in the memories of Stars fans. So it's always fun to talk about these games, relive them. And can't wait, Kenneth, can't wait to be making more memories here soon with some more great Stars games. We, we keep crossing our fingers that... uh. The the lights coming the lights at the end the light at the end of the tunnel is coming it, it's not <laughs> um, but coming up we've got more info on our NHL twenty my pro uh, player our second seasons in the NHL or well my second full season in the NHL Kenneth spent some time last year in the AHL sorry Kenneth I had to I had to swing back. You you got no, it's you got a few You're, punches yeah, in no, whatever you whatever, got some jazz whatever, below whatever. the table yesterday it's my turn my turn to get one or two today but I'm not gonna go too relentless it's Mother's Day after all uh, look at look at me it's like it, that's that's like saying it's Christmas you know you're supposed to no no ill will at Christmas but no ill will on Mother's Day either um, regardless <laughs> we've got more to talk about with our NHL 20 my pros coming right around the corner. Back here, Locked On Stars podcast, wrapping up this Sunday, this Mother's Day episode. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, joined by Kenneth Nash, the site expert at NolanWrighton.com on the fan side of network. Happy Mother's Day to all of you out there. Hope you're continuing to stay well, continuing to stay safe and stay healthy. During this COVID-19 pandemic, do your part. Do everything you can to help flatten the curve on it. Meanwhile, Kenneth, we've got to wrap this episode up the only way we've known how over the past month. Let's talk about our NHL 20 My Pros for just a little while. And you know, did you start yesterday or did I start yesterday? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't either. That's the thing. We, we, we've done enough to remember what day it is. Don't ask us to remember what we did yesterday. But regardless, I'll go ahead and start um, over in Orange County with the Anaheim Ducks. 
Things are going well individually, but as a team overall, things are not going so well for Josh Clark and the Anaheim Ducks. So we are now 4-4-1 four, four and one on the season. Uh, when, I last, when I last updated everyone yesterday, uh, we were 3-2-1. and one. So we, we went 1-2 and two in the past three games. Those three games, we had a two-game homestand. Finally, after starting the season with a six-game road trip, come back home for two games, and lo and behold, we lost both of them. So we lost 5-3 to three to the Buffalo Sabres. So, Kenneth, you mentioned yesterday that Henrik Lundqvist was in goal for the Avalanche when you played them a few days ago. Well, in this, in this virtual world, he went ahead and signed up in New York with the Sabres. So he stayed in, in state but went over to Buffalo. And he was uh, the opposing goaltender that night that we played him. And unlike the Henrik Lundqvist in your virtual world, this one was killing it. So he was 3-0-1 on the season when we played him. He had like a 1.94 goals against and a 9.33 save percentage. The Sabres were 4-0-1 overall. Uh, I scored a goal on the opening faceoff though, Kenneth. So scored a goal 11 seconds into the game. On the very first shift, we won the faceoff. I broke into the zone, scored top shelf on Lundqvist. But then I committed a tripping penalty 10 seconds later, so I kind of nullified my goal. But we were still up 1-0. Then I drew a penalty that led to another goal, so we were up 2-0. Then later on in the third period, we self-destructed. We were up 3-1 going into the third. Then all of a sudden, it was 3-3. Then Dougie Hamilton, with a couple seconds, or with about two minutes left in the game, has this brilliant pass, and I use the word brilliant very loosely. I actually sent Kenneth a uh, snap of this video or this goal in instant replay. This goal <laughs> against, I should say. So Hamilton gets the putt, has the entire ice open in front of him, including me down the wing about 20 feet up. And instead, he decides to try and pass it. He's in our zone. He tries to pass it into the slot to, I believe, his defensive partner. I think it's Manson. And instead, it's stolen away by Lazar. He scores on the turnover in the slot to tie it up late. Then Buffalo tacks on another goal while I'm on the bench. Then they score an empty netter. We lose 5-3. to three. I had one goal in the game. Then we go on to face the Hurricanes at home. Robin Leonard's in goal and Patrick Laine is on the first line for Carolina. Uh, I once again got called for a pretty pretty stupid tripping penalty in my mind. Pretty weak, but you know I'm not going to argue with the officiating. Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like you're going to argue. With I'm not going to argue with it. I it was a, it was a weak call, but uh, regard I actually dive. I was diving to block a shot, and then a guy without the puck came skating by and tripped over my leg, and they called me for tripping while I was just laying in the slot trying to block a shot. So how rude of you! I, I know. So I go to the box. Nothing gets called. Then I come out and right out of the box have a spinorama assist to Connor Sheary for a goal. So we take the one nothing lead. I ended up blocking seven shots in that game. Then Sebastian Ajo, we have a 2-1 to lead going into the third. Then lots of goals are scored in the first 10 minutes. We end up being tied 3-3 to with 30 seconds left. Sebastian Ajo then scores the game-winning goal on the power play. And then we give up an empty netter with 1.2 seconds left. So another 5-3 to lost. I had an assist in that game. Then we go to L.A. to take on the Kings. I had a... Uh, Kenneth, I'm not one to, you know, gloat about myself very much. 
Um, not at no, all. not at all. But I did have this beautiful Deke slash fake shot. Oh, Deke just actually woke up. Uh, my new puppy, Deke, just woke up when I said his name. But I had a beautiful Deke and a pass to. It was a fake shot and then a pass over to Steele to score a power play goal. We took the early lead. Then on a faceoff play in the left circle, great uh, faceoff play. Hall tied the guy up, tied the other man up. I swung through the uh, swung through the circle, picked up the puck. Fed it over to Sheary across the crease for a goal. 2-0. I had a couple blocks on some Drew Doughty shots from the point. Forced a few turnovers. Then the Kings scored three. We were up 3-0. The Kings scored three goals in the span of about two minutes in the third period to tie it up 3-3. My perfect game disappeared because I was on the ice for one of the goals against. I had had offense, defense, and uh, team play were all in the greens. Then that goal against took me down to a yellow on defense. But then we scored a goal late when I was on the bench. 4-3 to three win. I had two assists, four block shots against the Kings. Now we are 4-4-1 four, four and one on the season, sitting in fourth in the Pacific Division through nine games. I lead the team in points. I've got 11 points in nine games. That's five goals and six assists. I also have a minus four rating, 17 penalty minutes. I really need to cut down the penalty minutes. I'm averaging two a game, but that is also due to a fight. Uh... And Kenneth, besides that, you know, I've blocked 13 shots this season. I've got 30 hits. I lead the team in hits. I've got nine takeaways, uh, 23 giveaways. And other than that, you know, we're, we're kind of struggling out of the gate, but we're still doing okay. We're, we're managing. We're staying afloat. We're going to catch fire here soon, and everything will be fine. But now let's switch to the other side of the United States, and how are things going in Jersey? They are much better than they were uh, a couple of just a couple of days ago. I do realize I need to be much more detailed. Josh is giving you like play by play, and I'm I like take just notes giving you every statistics. game. Every time something happens, I, I See, type it into my notes. My thing is like if I'm not, I'm such a visual person that if I just heard like you're describing all this stuff, and I'm not like not even attempting to picture uh, what's going on. I hear Deke in the background there. I think yeah. he made him mad. No, no, I'm picking him up. He heard somebody walking in the hallway. I'm, he's in my lap now. We're okay. Ridiculous. Tell him he needs to learn some manners. Okay? Look, he's right here. <laughs> Kenneth and I are on FaceTime right yeah, now, so he sees Deke. Deke's in my lap. No more barking. All right, so <laughs> That's anyway, a, about Jersey. All right, well, <laughs> about Jersey. Uh, yeah, we so we ch- chatted uh, yesterday. We were 2-4-0. We started out the season 0-4-0. Uh, picked up a couple wins over the Penguins and the Avalanche. Uh, started out uh, this next set of games for the 2-1 win over Calgary. I didn't do a whole lot. Um, no really stats to kind of speak of. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't on the ice for any of the goals. Uh, didn't even really have any. I had a couple of hits, but that was that was about it. Um, not a whole lot to speak of. Then we played Winnipeg, lost 3-1 to one to Winnipeg. That's where I did pick up my first goal uh, as a member of the Devils. It was uh, uh, basically walked into the slot and just a one-timer. Uh, put it up up in the top corner. Yeah. Uh, I do that a lot. I try to get into the slot way more than I probably should as a defenseman. <laughs> probably, just maybe a little bit. <laughs> but which is probably why my plus minus isn't always very good. Um, Your high but, risk, high reward, you know, Kenneth. High risk, high reward. Scored a goal, but we lost three to one. Uh, but after that game, I got bumped up from a second pairing to the first pairing. Uh, so got a little bit of a promotion there. Nice to be uh, rewarded for being the highest points total defenseman on the team. Um, so I'm skating. My my pairing mate is P.K. Subban, so we'll uh, we'll definitely lay down some boom together up there. 
got promoted to the first offensive pairing and then uh, with a picked up a 4-3 win over Detroit. I didn't actually play very well against Detroit. I was a minus two. Uh, had a rough game. No points. Um, but it was my first game on the top defensive pairing, right. so maybe a little bit more action than I was used yep. to skating against some top lines. Yep. Um, a little bit of an adjustment. So we sit at 4-5-1. Uh, pretty good rebound since the 0-4-0 start. We're 4-1-0 since then. Uh, only lost that game to, to Winnipeg. Uh, I've got six points in the first nine games of the season, a goal and five assists. That's the lead, That leads all defensemen on the uh, on the New Jersey Devils. I think the second most points is two points, and I don't, I don't remember who it's from. It's not Subban. It's somebody else. Uh, and then uh, I have a minus five rating, but that is uh, a lot of that's from the first four games of the year where we got blasted by just about every team we played. So trending in the right direction, uh, playing much better. Uh, looking to maybe pick up some awards. I'm now an 80 overall player. Uh, got bumped up to 80 overall over the over the weekend. Wow, 80 uh, overall. Just, I'm yeah, still at 76. Overall. Well, when you don't play very many games. Hey, whoa, whoa, <laughs> chill out a little bit. I lead the team in points. Yeah, but you played like 30 games in your career. Okay, and I've played I've played like 16. Well, hey, you were uh, in the so, AHL. Oh well, that, I guess you, yeah, your overall still goes up when you're in the AHL. I guess. Yeah, with the in the AHL, I've played like 90 total games. Yes. Professional hockey games, you played 30. So I yeah, up to 80 overall. I'm still I'm the sixth highest rated defenseman on the team, but I'm skating on the first pairing, so not too bad. Um, but things trending in the right direction for sure. Yeah, well, hey, that's all we can ask for right now. Uh, and still early in the season, we've got a lot of hockey left to play. Sounds like, you know, Kenneth and I both hovering around 500 right now, but we'll catch fire here and we'll see how the uh, playoffs treat us this time around, or at least we'll we'll cross our fingers and hope we catch fire. John Gibson is nowhere near what he was last season. He's got like an 880 save percentage right now, so... We'll see how that goes. I wonder if McKenzie Blackwood has a higher save percentage than him. Does he, Kenneth? Probably not. I don't know what it is, but I doubt okay, it. Okay. Okay. Well, then that then it's really bad in New Jersey. Blackwood gave up. Blackwood gave up seven goals against the Maple Leafs. Don't forget. Oh, that. you're right. Yes, you're right. Well, I mean, Gibson has had a lot of five five goal games. Um, That's true. And we've traded. I mean, we've only given up. Let's see. In the past few games, uh, we've given up three goals. Three goals. One goal. That's not okay. So, that's not, not bad. Terrible. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. And then two goals, three goals. So three goals, two goals, one goal, three goals, three goals. Okay, that's yeah, not terrible. That's that's about a, yeah. like a two point six or so. Um, but we'll see how things go. Keep uh, keep it here on Locked On Stars for more updates as we uh, progress through our second seasons in the NHL. And see, Kenneth's actually happy now. He's not he's not upset about he's not upset with the game. Oh, yeah. or upset with with uh, with with being a defenseman or anything. Josh like isn't getting text messages to say I hate. this Oh game. yes, I haven't gotten any recently, or not in at least two or three days. Yeah, I, I hate this game, or I I hate that I chose to be a defenseman. None of those texts have come through, so seems like smooth sailing for now. So that's about all we've got for this Sunday episode. Once again, wanted to wish everyone a happy Mother's Day, uh, including my own mother. I. I uh, if she's listening to this, she I, she's probably busy, you know, preparing our our little Mother's Day celebration uh, at home, and so she's probably not even going to hear this. But if she does hear it, Happy Mother's Day and Happy Mother's Day, Mrs. Nash, too. Uh, I'm I'm sure she yeah. might hear this. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sure she will. She listens like on a delay, like she's a few episodes behind. That way, she's never like out of content. I think she's I think she's played it well. Smart she was idea. prepared. 
when we were posting every day, she wasn't listening every day. Right. And so now she's, I think she's got them backlogged. And so she's like just turning them out regularly. Why not? And then that means, yeah, you've always got content. So good. So happy Mother's Day, Mrs. Nash. Happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. Uh, and Kenneth, go for it. Oh, man. I don't know where that yawn came from. Oh, my it's gosh. Like, it's, well, you I can tell you exactly you where it came from. need a built bar. I do. It's 2.50 in the afternoon, and I, that's where that yawn came from. Um, but, yeah, uh, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast so we show up in your feed every time we post an episode. Uh, it will show up there, and you can uh, continue following along with us as we hopefully – near a somewhat maybe potential end to no sports uh, and can try to get back to a little bit more of a normal schedule. Uh, I am really – I was thinking about this yesterday, Josh. I am very, very hopeful that we get playoff hockey because I just can't wait for the, the content that will turn out during can this playoffs. Can you imagine? I can't um, wait. I've been dreaming about that like, for months now. We thought we timed starting this podcast really well yeah. and the Stars were a very good home team. Stretch, they were going to be in the left. playoffs. Yep. and and a legitimate shot to go deep into the postseason, and then here we are uh, wondering if we're going to get that. But I, if we do, make sure you've subscribed because that content's going to be awesome. We can, we can promise uh, you of that. We'll get, we'll get guests. Yeah. We'll get, you know, we'll probably some We'll have Mike some Heike on once a week. Yeah, yes. probably, some, probably some extended length episodes, uh, maybe some crossover episodes with maybe potential uh, playoff opponents, playoff opponents yeah, pods, sure. locked on pods. So we'll dive into a lot of that if, if we can get to that and hopefully bring back the playoffs. So make sure to hit subscribe. All that said, make sure to hit subscribe so all that shows up in your feed when we get to get the opportunity to take care of that. And uh, I think that's it. That's it. Well, oh, oh yeah, no, that's When not you it. finish listening... Make sure to tell your smart speaker playlist episode of Locked On NHL. There it is. That's it. That's it. So happy Mother's Day once again, everybody. I uh, hope you all continue to stay safe, continue to stay well, continue to stay healthy. And like Kenneth said, if we do get hockey back here in the near future, the content will be second to none. I can guarantee you of that much. Listen to me. I sound like a used car salesman, Kenneth. It's a guarantee. It's, it's not it's second to none. Uh, but regardless, hope you all have a great Sunday. We will talk to you next week.